Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are going to break down the Ravens tape from their 38 to 6 win over the Detroit Lions. This is a fun one to look at, Garrett. This I think I pulled like 30 clips on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh it just it didn't it never ended of, of good fun plays to watch. Well, you know when after the game when John Harbaugh said to the team in the post-game speech, he's like, "I can't watch enough football tonight." Right? <laughs> like you all know the feeling like after the Ravens win a game like they did on Sunday, like I'm excited to go watch like football night in America on Sunday yep. and watch a Sunday night game and see, you know, where they go around, they go around, you get everybody's take you get your little highlight. Oh, yeah. You get, like, I've seen it, but, like, then you get, like, everybody, you get, like... Uh, I love watching highlights after a game that I was already at. Yeah. And you go watch the... You're like, yeah, I want to see what you thought was the best place. I love doing that. Yeah, it's kind of... Basically, it's like... And Harbaugh said, I can't watch enough tonight. Yeah. The only thing, though, I will say... Uh, and you can attest to this, was that, you know, went home feeling great about the win, obviously. (laughs) Then the Steelers and the Browns both get wins Mm -hmm. with some questionable officiating at the end of those games. Highly questionable. And it kind of like, you know, so we didn't really move up in the standings uh, against our competition, really. Yeah, right. That made me, that, I was, it really ruined, it soured the great taste in my mouth. I came into work, I was salty, I was grumpy, salty yesterday. I wasn't salty. That. I was, I was, it, look, it would have been great if those teams lost. But, yeah, you know what? You know what? It just shows you got to keep your foot on the gas. And it's going to, if you, if you, if you needed any reminder that you can't have a let up after a game like this, this is evidence of it. These, these teams are right on your, right on your heels. I mean, honestly, like the AFC North, you can have a really strong case that it's oh, the best division in football. 100%. Really I mean, strong you, case. You have the Bengals, who were in the AFC championship game last year. The last two years. Last and two years. Super exactly. Bowl two years ago. Exactly. Right. At three and three in last place in the division right now. Right. And, and honestly, <laughs> the scary thing on the Bengals is I think that they're going to get better. I mean, they've right. done that the past couple of years where they Their started slow. Their offense is ranked the 32nd in the league, and they're three and three right now. And it's not going to stay 32nd. So right. they're going to get better. So, exactly. so the point here, you know... You, why are we get? Why, where, how do we end up here? How do we end up here? I don't know. How do you, Let's uh, go back into the film. Let's turn here, let me give you a stat. Let me give you a stat that maybe will will turn the tide here because okay, you try right. to rain on everybody's right, parade. Give it, to me, give it to me. DVOA. That's that's advanced stats. You yep. know, for everybody out there, yep. stat nerds like you. You don't okay. even know what it stands for. This is DVOA. Okay, yeah, you right. Know what it stands so for. the Ravens <laughs> are ranked number one overall in DVOA, which basically they're the best team in the league when you look at the advanced yep. metrics. Yep. Okay, so. Take that for what it is. That can that changes from week to week. The top four teams in terms of DVOA last week, they all lost this week. So it's not like you're there for good. But as it stands right now, the advanced metrics show the Ravens are the best team in the league. There's a lot of buzz around that. So well, I, had, specific I had to turn to this th- game specific to this game. Yeah, this was the yeah. the best game by DVO metrics in Ravens history. Yeah, the best game they've ever played, and I'll tell you, the film shows it. So yeah. let's jump in here. All right. Obviously, we got to talk about the offense, right? And and really, what I thought that we saw was it was Todd Munkin's passing attack kind of taking flight and, and, and all of it kind of coming together. And you just saw, it was like the Ravens offense could do no wrong in this game. The play calling, the, uh, the scheme, the execution of those play calls. Like, you know, as I said after the game... I thought that the Cleveland game, Lamar made more like wow throws than uh-huh. he did in this game. They're watching the film, just a lot of really good play calls that hit. And, and that's not to take anything away from Lamar. He made some great throws in this game. But like you see guys wide popping wide open for stuff, and you saw that numerous times on the tape. That's also a sign of 
great, great scheme, great play call against that defense. And it just, it was unreal. Like even when plays didn't work out, they still worked out. <laughs> yeah. Like they were still touchdowns or close to it. Uh-huh. It, it. It was incredible. So one thing I want to jump in from the start was what we, t- what I dubbed after the game, the tuck run and pass. Right, yeah. tuck, run, and throw. I, I was going to say you, you, you're already it already. Your little I, oh, thing. I don't have I don't have my t-shirts ready. <laughs> so if I had the t-shirts printed, I would look down. Yeah. I would have known. Tuck, run, and throw. And so let's go play by play on this a little bit. The first one was to Odell Beckham. It's the second play of the game, right? And really, what this is, it's it's like triple option, which you think of as a, a very old school football concept, but it's like triple option with a pass twist. It's like updated triple option. And so you had the dive element. Then you have Lamar coming out to the right. He's the, the, the runner, right? So you have the dive as the fake Lamar's the runner, but now the, the twist is, Oh, Odell Beckham pops open and he, Lamar goes from what seems to be a clear runner to whoop mm-hmm. wide open 11 yard gain, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's just like, Wow, that's kind of the, you know, when you talked about uh, the Ravens 2019 offense being revolutionary and, and all it did, seeing that play, it's kind of like, oh, this is the next kind of the Ravens new twist on revolutionary in Todd Munkin's offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I wanted to mention this as you talked about kind of everything going right. I think it's worth mentioning here, and then I'll get back to that, that play in specifically, but Todd Munkin got a game ball after the yep. game. And it, it seemed just, you know, if you haven't watched it yet, we've posted that posted that video everywhere. Little plug for Wired this mm-hmm. week. Okay. Mark Andrews was mic'd up this week. Good person to have mic'd um, up. Two we, touchdown day. T- take you into the locker room for a pretty awesome uh, post-game speech where Todd Munkin gets the game ball. So uh, that full episode's coming out Wednesday night. You can watch it on our YouTube channel and our app and our website. But the speech is out now and Munkin got the game ball. And I think he was really flattered by that. He certainly seemed to be. Yeah. Um, and you could see the reaction from the players as well. They were fired up for him. He he deserved a game ball after this game. I mean, it just 100%. seemed like everything he, he in called. His bag. He called everything perfectly. You said on the reaction podcast he was in his bag. He definitely was. But yeah, in terms of that play um, and this this kind of new wrinkle, yeah, it, it's a, it's an exciting kind of new development in this offense that you have all these different options. Now it's it's difficult to execute in some regards because you got to have everybody working in unison there. In that in that like if you. The line needs to. They can't. Mm-hmm. They can't, can't run too far too soon yeah. down the field, and then you get an illegal man downfield. Well, that was really came into play more on the second one mm-hmm. of of the, of the series of that kind of play, and and it was really more. It, it, it was kind of a trick play, yeah. In, in essence, and this was the. It was a twenty-two yarder, I believe, to uh, Mark Andrews that put him on the two-yard line um, for the Gus Edwards touchdown, and so that one. It, it looks like it's really like like a toss play to the right. It's like kind of crack toss, right? Where the tight end cracks down on the edge, edge defender. You toss it to the right. You have all these pooling linemen moving to your right. And then, you know, Lamar Jackson was the runner instead of a toss to a running back. Lamar's your, your runner in that situation, right? Except then another twist, the tricky twist is Mark Andrews, who is executing the crack block, quote unquote, is was really a decoy. He's kind of rubbed off two guys and slipped through to the second level, wide open. Yeah. And Lamar goes from and, and I will say it's it's really impressive ball handling. You know, to have that ball tucked and sell it so well by Lamar that he's gonna be the runner and then just kind of palm it and throw it. It, it, it's essentially a trick play and uh and, and it worked to perfection well, on that the, one the, the other factor here is like 
it's it is a tr- it is a it's a trickish play, tricky yeah. play. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> trickish. What, what what counts as trick play versus tricky? Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And like the 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 truth is like. If Lamar wanted to run it, he could. Like he has that, but that sure. I don't think that was the way it was drawn up. I, I don't know that. But it was he a has read. that. You, but my point here is like you can't just be like, all right, well, we're just going to sell sure. out if, and if just Mark, protect if the pass. Mark gets held up at the line, right? Lamar like can he, just take off, it, right? If Mark, Mark, the the good job by Mark is you can't get held up in the traffic there, yeah. which it's easy to get for that to happen. If that's the case, sure, Lamar can run that. Right. And um, and the linemen are like they're blocking. They have to be careful to your point of not to get downfield too early because really it's drawn up for a pass. But like, yeah, they're blocking and Lamar could have run. So um, I thought just another really creative play on that one. Now, the third one that we talked about and that um, was asked about post game was the 80 yarder to Gus Edwards. And now I think that this was not as much when I go back and watch it more. I don't think it was as much design as much as it was Lamar being Lamar. And so uh, what you see is he gets a snap and it looks like it's just going to be a naked quarterback run to the left, right? It's blocking to the right. There's a free defensive uh, and a defensive end there that's crashing down Lamar. And basically it's, it, I think the design was Lamar makes that guy miss he beats him and he's off to the races to the left right Lamar saw that and j- didn't like what he saw I thought that I think the the I don't know if it was the end or a linebacker was in good position and he basically juked to his left and said nah I don't like this I'm coming back to my right and then found Gus Edwards uh who had kind of leaked out into the second level I I don't know this for a fact uh but I don't think that's the way it was drawn up. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I, I've watched it like a hundred times. Yeah. It's tough for me to tell, to be honest. Because, because Gus does look back. Gus looks back and he also makes no attempt to block. He just basically Correct. just peels into the second now, level. Now, sure, if Lamar is running to the left, he doesn't really need to block, right? But he also... If the design is, is a Lamar... It's basically a fake fake action to the right misdirection Lamar runs naked to the left but he basically he he like intentionally leaks out of the backfield and then turns his head around immediately and is like looking for the ball now maybe yeah. that was just maybe that's just two players being on the same page and having a good feel for the game and Gus saying hey, there's maybe it's like hopeful right. he, he saw all that open yeah. space in front of him was like I better right. turn around and look for the no, ball J- here yeah JT O'Sullivan who does a great job he's a former quarter NFL quarterback and does a great job on his YouTube channel breaking all this stuff down uh, highly recommend watching him by the way uh he he theorized that he thinks lamar might have shouted out to gus like like you know just been like he wants to hear the audio from that basically Mm -hmm. to hear hey you know and and then lamar hit him and just reading between the lines of what was said lamar was asked about that play after the game and he was kind of like laughed you know he was like yeah yeah sure yeah, it works. So it was schemed. It was schemed up. Yeah, that's how it was schemed. Sure, sure, sure. You know, and then John Harbaugh was asked about it on Monday, I think, to your question, right? Yeah. And John said that was a little, he first he joked, he's like, yeah, I work with Lamar on that play all the time. And then he was right. like, no, that's just Lamar being Lamar. No, I, I kind of asked broadly. I did ask broadly about this, these plays in general, basically this new wrinkle. But I did mention the Gus play. I as think one he was referring to the Gus play. Yeah. Um. So. My my feeling is that John is speaking true. Lamar's answer seemed to be kind of a wink, wink, like, yeah, 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 sure. I don't mm-hmm. want to give too much away. That was schemed up. And then John's answer, I think, was pretty factual that, like, that was Lamar. Yeah, it's, it's um, again, to me, it's it's difficult to know. Like, it's, it's difficult for me to tell mm-hmm. whether it's scheme, whether it's just players making a great play in a moment. 
whatever it is, yeah, it's a problem for defenses to handle for sure. And like they opposing defensive coordinators are going to be asking themselves the same thing going up against the Ravens. Like they're going to have to worry about this element of the offense. Yep. And whether it's just Lamar making ridiculous plays and having a great feel for the game or whether it's Todd Munkin kind of being creative and dialing these things up. It honestly doesn't matter. Like if it works, it it works and it's a problem for defenses to handle. Exactly. They're not in the credit business here. It it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, so moving on, I want to go into just chronologically here, just break down some of these plays offensively. So first drive, the big hitter to Zay Flowers. I think a, a great example of pass protection Pat Ricard going one-on-one with Aiden Hutchinson, their top pass rusher, leading sack guy, number two overall pick last year. One-on-one with Pat Ricard, and he holds up in pass pro to really let a long kind of route by Zay Flowers develop. Lamar hits him in the second window. Great throw by Lamar uh, over the linebacker. And it, it was a good example. I thought Lamar's arm talent really shined in this game. <clears throat> and that was a great example of, you know, that's not a, a throw that he's really driving. It's just like perfect kind of arc like Lamar has a good touch on the ball and, and that was a long pass but like perfect touch over the over the jumping linebacker just a great throw and and Zay you know makes some guys miss and does his thing so yeah. great throw when Zay Flowers catches the ball and like he turns his head and he's got green grass in front of him like that's an electric thing I like, think all of us are saying how's it yeah, like and, and he's and, gonna get one of those. He's yeah. taking one of those the distance. Like I just know when he caught that. I mean, it was a perfect throw by it was a perfect throw by Lamar to, to put it on the money there. Yep. And again, Zay catches that, and he just had nothing but green grass in front of him. It was that was pretty. Yeah. Yep. Then you go to uh, the touchdown, fourth and one. Uh, Ravens obviously with their red zone troubles from a week ago. They say we we want to punch this thing in badly, <laughs> so they go for it and a just a great fake. I mean, another just good play design. Good execution by Lamar Jackson. Completely fake it. I mean, he's got his back all the way turned to the defense and really sells this thing. And and I like the Lions a bit hard. I mean, you see Lamar popping out to the left and the Lions linebacker still going right. Yeah. You know, Jack Campbell. And um, it's I, I don't even know how they see where the ball is. And that's kind of to John Harbaugh's point when he's talking about the fumbles, the fumbling issues, some of the fumbling issues the Ravens have had. Some of it's on ball handling. And the Ravens have a high bar for their ball, ha- ball handling because like, there's just a lot of misdirection, a lot of late pools, a lot of this kind of stuff. That's an example of it. Really great ball handling by Lamar Jackson to fake that. You can't see who has the ball. And then wide open, just Ronnie Stanley paves the road to uh, create an open lane untouched for Lamar Jackson. The funny thing is, like, I think Lamar probably was going in even without Ronnie's block, but Ronnie's block just... 100%. It was was just fun. He just drove the guy 10 yards into the back of the end zone, and he wanted to channel his inner inner Marshall Yonda there. I, I did see that a photographer was injured on the play... We hope for the best for the first yes, time. Seriously, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it's scary down there. Uh, I will tell you, like being down on the field at times, like these plays get on you in a hurry, and it can mm-hmm. be uh, a scary atmosphere for photographers down there. So, yep. so second Ravens touchdown drive. Uh, a couple good throws to Rashad Bateman. It was good to see him heat up. One of which actually, you know, I, I thought it was a really good play design just to open up the middle of the field for Rashad, Rashad Bateman, just cleared it out for him. It was wide open. You know, Lamar actually puts that ball a little bit in front of Rashad, a little further in front. You remember that one he reached back yep. near midfield? If it, that's in front, Bateman probably houses that. Um, so that was a, an opportunity. And actually on the, um, oh, I'll get to that later. Next throw, 
Lamar's Lamar's arm talent once again goes through his reads. You can tell Bateman is I don't know what number he was on the on the reads there was not one or two. And Lamar just with his feet not set kind of flicks a ball out to the right. It just the arm angle, the the arm strength all on display on that throw. Well, John Harbaugh said he was the fifth read. Yeah. So you're wondering what he was. John Harbaugh said he's number five. Yeah. And I think that that, that goes to show you like. Like that just shows you Lamar's development yep. as a, as a passer. Like that he is maybe able to go through his reads. Now credit to the offensive lines that Lamar had time to go through that. Yep. Um, but this was Harbaugh's quote: "He had the wherewithal and the understanding. He's good enough to get to his fifth read. That's pretty great. Yep. So like the credit to the protection for giving him time to go through everybody. Yep. But like that's when you talk about Lamar's. Like to me, I, I did a final drive on this earlier in the week. I think that Lamar, to me, is playing better right now than he was during his 2019 MVP season. Part of it is the throws on the money. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, especially the Cleveland game. He's like has several throws this year that are just like jaw-dropping kind of throws. But to me, his overall command of the passing game is, and his mastery of that is at such a higher level. And this is one of the many examples of it. Completely agree. And, you know, we talked a lot at the beginning of the season about Todd Munkin empowering Lamar Jackson and, and putting him, giving him the reins to this offense. And I think that now seven weeks in, you're seeing that material and Lamar is just it's just operating very very well right now yeah it's impressive like I just think I just think it's his he just seems to be in complete command he's got great poise I feel like he's making great decisions on when to like get rid of the football when to take off and run all of it like when to extend plays when to when to try to keep a play alive you know for 10 (laughs) seconds to look down the field like he did against Nelson find Nelson Aguilar well it's funny that you say that very next that same series the touchdown on that series Mm -hmm. is the one where Lamar scrambled out found Nelson Aguilar so it's kind of funny because you know as I mentioned earlier even when things didn't really work they still worked and that play was one of them I I think that Lamar it seemed like was trying to hit the uh, Justice Hill kind of coming out of the backfield over the middle uh, that was not there. Zay Flowers was was there for a potential touchdown on a, on a post over the middle. And you see Zay Flowers put the ar- old left arm up. Oh, get me. And, and Lamar's eyes just didn't seem to go there in his reads. And so kind of an example, like he had a window there where he could have delivered that to, to Zay on time. And um, for whatever, didn't see it. Eyes didn't go there. Didn't like it. You know, whatever passed it up and then he's kind of bouncing around the pass protection this is what i'm talking about right like it's not 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 drawn off this way he's bouncing around rolls out to his right and that's just lamar being special yeah like the ability to create when things aren't going right you know the second play here to be able to extend that and credit against the pass protection 9.24 seconds till from snap to delivery uh to then create that to find nelson aguilar is an an impressive play should we debate whether that was uh drawn up that way or whether that was just <laughs> yeah bounce off magic. your center's back <laughs> then off the left tackles but roll out to your right got him got yeah. him just how i draw drew it up perfect <laughs> so you know it's just it's just cool to see lamar making plays in different ways right like on time throws going through your reads special arm talent throws off script plays you know of course what he does with his legs like in all facets he's kind of checking all those boxes and that's what makes him so special and hard to defend um all right next next touchdown drive there's a lot of them to go through here pat ricard you know leaking out just just when you think you're tired of pat ricard hammering you on the end of the line todd munkin dials one up to just have him leak out and pat gets his longest 
reception of his career. You know what's cool. funny about that play, of course? I mean, look, longest reception of his career, so yep. props to Pat. But I think <laughs> oh, we wow, all were seeing it. We all saw it, basically. It was like this DB in the in the defensive secondary, one and on Pat one the trucking downhill, and you're like, all right, this is where Pat lowers his shoulder, and he tried to go Barry Sanders mode on him <laughs> and juke him out of his shoes. <laughs> I said in the press box way too loud, truck his butt <laughs> um w- louder than i should have and uh yeah I, I you know i mixed emotions on that mixed emotions you know in one regard sh- would have loved to see him truck him on the second hey, on the other hand i kind of respect this spin move you know he, he <laughs> i mean like the fullback trying to spin move i respect it you know he could have hurt him the tr- that was option C. yeah the, the truth the truth is like i the the defensive player made a good play there to yep. make to make the tackle and like I don't think that Pat was truly going to be able to just truck him like it's not necessarily a matter where you can just hit the truck stick yeah, and just he went shake low. him off he went kind of he low. went low like yeah. it, it probably wasn't but but <laughs> when Pat starts breaking down spinning juking <laughs> he, he looked like he was trying to break out his Barry Sanders moves and ends, ends up getting brought down so you know credit to him you know for the longest uh, catch and run of his career. Yep, yep. Uh but an- another good example of of Ty Munkin, you know, whether it be misdirection, whether it be uh you know fakes like just keeping the defense it really hard for the defense, right? Like now you have Pat Ricard leaking out as a receiver. It's just so hard to defend. And, and on the very next snap, you see some more misdirection, right? This is Zay Flowers coming across on the jet sweep. Nope, going to Keaton Mitchell the other way, right? And uh, just stretching the defense horizontally. And so cool, cool play, a really kind of unique, crafty play to Keaton Mitchell uh, for his first NFL touch that goes for nine yards. Yeah. Nice play. It's it's the the one thing that's disappointing just on Keaton Mitchell just to hit him. Yep. The update on him. So you know it it was kind of disappointing. The Ravens are running away the, with his game. You're thinking in the third fourth quarter like oh it'd be nice to get Keaton Mitchell undrafted rookie get him some some clock. Yeah. And uh, he didn't really play. Well he he tweaks his hamstring. So that was the disappointing part. The good news is that the update on the injury front there is that it's not a long term injury. So Harb said probably unlikely for this week. Yeah. You know, better chance next week. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a bummer because that was a real opportunity that he could have gotten a lot of snaps and we could have seen it. I would like to I'd like to see more. And it was it was cool that Todd had a play specifically designed for him, mm-hmm. right? To kind of again, stretch defenses horizontally, utilize that speed. And again, we continue to see Zay Flowers be used as, as a great decoy or, or fake, uh, you know, on the jet sweep, kind of going one way, bringing the defense that way. They have to respect his speed and then bring Keaton Mitchell the other way. Just a unique little twist on some of the same concepts that we've seen from previous weeks. Uh, Another misdirection for the touchdown, you know, same drive you have a fake handoff. Everybody's moving to the, to the left, uh, defense to their right, to the Ravens left. And then Mark Andrews leaks out, you know, Lamar keeps, keeps the ball short flip to Andrews going the other way and they can't catch up because of the misdirection. Andrews does a nice job finishing that play for an 11 yard touchdown. Just really, I think, when we talked to Todd Munkin when he was hired and he talked about the you have to have misdirection, you have to have speed to stretch defenses horizontally, every blade of grass, deception, all that kind of stuff, you saw it all on display in this game. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, it, I think this was like the... Here, here's, here's the thing that you have to like, I, I don't know, hedge here, is 
and on one hand, this is kind of like it all comes together. This is the the culmination to a certain extent. You've been waiting for this breakout game, and now everything is clicked and it's all working. And this is just what to what is to be expected. Yep. Versus like everything just kind of went right. This game, to your point, even when it didn't go right, it 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 worked, and knowing next week that that's not going to carry over. So like there's this balance, like what, what is your take? Is this basically they figured it out? It is all clicked. This is, they're going to be operating this high level of efficiency mm-hmm. or this was a game where things really went right. They had a great game plan. They schemed things up. Well, they got out to a big lead. The defense mm-hmm. played well. We haven't even got to the defense yet. Yeah. And basically, I think it's a the balance. I think it's both. I think it's both. I think that the Ravens offense is progressing. I think they're growing more comfortable in Todd Munkin's system. Uh, I think that it's it's just getting better. Be, also, you're not going to have this high level of execution every single game. It's, mm-hmm. That's a really high bar to set. That's what you aim for, right? But to expect that level of execution week in and week out is is going to be a difficult. Yeah, right. That's two. I think that Todd Munkin, a lot of Todd Munkin's play calls just hit. Mm-hmm. And there's go, there's games where you're just Fuego is a play caller and everything's just kind of hitting. And it felt like one of those games also. So I think that it can be both. Yep. They had a really good game where everything kind of came together and it was like the perfect game, right? And like I said, even when things didn't work out, they still worked out. Yeah. And, um, and then also you can have incremental improvements through that. And that's really the more important thing. Right. Is that you're you're getting better and better and better. And I think to what we were talking about with Lamar Jackson, he's playing with a lot of confidence and he's consistently playing well. And I think that speaks to just the overall his empowerment, his overall comfort within this offense. I think it speaks to Todd Munkin's passing game schemes and all of those things kind of working in tandem to make this Ravens offense really dangerous. Yeah. The last point that I'll make on it before we flip it over to the defensive side. One of the things that I I really love liked is that you're you're getting more guys involved so Rashad Bateman gets in on the action with a couple yep. of nice catches Odell Beckham Jr. has become more involved in the offense after dealing with the ankle injury earlier this season mm-hmm. and so you're getting some of these playmakers who you've had really high hopes for more involved in the action yeah and so that gives coordinator and you're adding new wrinkles like we talked about the the Lamar run and tuck yep. stop drop and roll play whatever you call it <laughs> <laughs> run, tuck, run and throw um, but you're so you're adding some new wrinkles and you're getting these playmakers more involved in the action and so it just makes the whole thing work better and more difficult to stop yep Uh, two other components i want i want to point to before i'm ready to go into defense because it's hard it's hard to flip the page here to turn the page I, i think that lamar jackson is throwing the ball when you strip away the scheme and the play calls and and all that stuff i think lamar's just throwing the ball really well you know we've always said that lamar has the arm talent it's there when I watch this tape and there is a couple throws, one, the deep out to Zay Flowers, 22 yard out that Lamar just puts on the money. Mm-hmm. Great throw. Just yeah. a phenomenal throw. The, the one, there's another one on that same drive to Odell Beckham that he feathers over a linebacker for another long gain. Great throw. Yeah. Lamar, when I watch the tape this year, there's not a, a throw Lamar can't make. Oh, not and, at all. And, and I don't know that he the arm talent was there in previous years, but I don't think all the mechanics that were around it were necessarily fully matured. 
mm-hmm. right? And like those those sideline outside the numbers throws were always where we had said this is where Lamar needs to take the next step as as his in his growth as a passer. And every every quarterback goes through that, right? And that was kind of the next challenge for him. A hundred percent, you're seeing that a 22 yard out on the money outside the numbers on the sidelines is a flowers. That's a big league throw. Yep. And like, I just don't see it. He can make every throw required at this point. And, and that is, that's a big deal. That's yeah. a big deal. Yep. And then lastly, I also want to say, and you saw all this on the Gus Edwards two yard touch two yard touchdown run. I think the other thing that Todd Munkin has done a really good job of, and we've talked a lot about the passing game, obviously for good reason, but the run game I think he's done a really good job of marrying the schemes that Greg Roman, some of the same stuff that Greg Roman had and some of those same concepts, especially with a lot of pooling blockers, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of offensive line linemen pooling combo blocks. You see a lot of similarities to the run game that the Ravens had here previously that worked very well. You know, they had a lot of success with those schemes. And John Harbaugh, I think, charged Todd Munkin with, let's let's marry these ideas. We don't want to lose what we had, yeah. you know, with that run game. And then Todd, I think, has brought a lot of kind of unique formations. You've seen a lot of unbalanced stuff with, mm-hmm. you know, two offensive tackles on the same side, Morgan Moses coming over and playing left tackle, left the left tackle. This game on the Gus Edwards two yard touchdown run, you see Ronnie Stanley's lined up in the slot. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like a slot wide receiver cracking down and um and, and really kind of helping open up that. I think Todd Munkins added his twists on some of the previous concepts and it's it's this run game looks really good too. Isaiah likely by the way. Best mm-hmm. best game as a blocker yet. I thought that was a little little note that's worth uh, pointing out. Yeah, so props to him. All right, we'll take a quick break and then give you our thoughts on the defensive side of the ball as well. All right, listeners, we're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. Also, I'm going to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a limited-time offer. It's running right now. You don't want to miss it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. You can get a new customer deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, the promo code is FLOCK at DraftKings Sportsbook. You need to be over 21 and physically present in Maryland to play. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call... 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, since 2019, the Ravens and Lidos have teamed up to fight addiction through the Tackling Addiction campaign. For every tackle, pick, and fumble caused by this defense, and there's been a bunch of them, okay? Mm-hmm. Lidos and the Ravens are raising funds to tackle addiction. This Saturday, October 28th, is the DEA's National Drug Take Back Day. This effort occurs twice a year to help reduce overdoses by offering a way for the community to safely dispose of unneeded medications from their homes. To learn more on how to participate in your community, go to www.dea.gov take back day together we are united in the fight to keep our communities safer and healthier yeah so obviously there's a lot to talk about with the offense and the the passing game explosion is really what took the headlines on the day but you can't ignore uh near shutout performance by the ravens defense the problem is it's it's becoming kind of ho-hum right (laughs) this is just kind of what you expect week in and week out is the ravens defense to shut them down and but you know, especially against this offense, number three in the league coming into the game, certainly deserves some of our time here on the pod. So the pass rush is what stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Once again, you get five sacks. The Ravens are now in sole possession of the league lead in sacks with 29. Uh, and 
you're seeing it again from a variety of sources. Kyle Van Noy, two sacks, uh, and, and kind of showed off the wide repertoire of his game, the KG, KG vet. That's yep. what they call me. Well, a uh, little, little tease, little <laughs> tease. We're, we're planning to talk with Kyle this week yeah. on the lounge, so stay tuned. Yeah, for sure. So it really is, his big sack was straight power. Lines up outside, the just the long arm, just boom, bull rushes the guy into the backfield. Straight power mm-hmm. on that one. And then, uh, you know, his, his other sack was kind of a, it was a cover sack. He ended up chasing Goff out of bounds, got that one. You'll take that one every time as a pass rusher. But another stop for no gain in the run defense, just kind of swims the tight end really fast, showed his quickness. I mean, he was just almost unblocked in the backfield to make a tackle for no gain. So you're seeing the the wide array of what Kyle Van Noy brings to the table. Yeah, totally. Um, the other guy, too, I mean, if we're talking pass rush, podcast bump, you yep. know, just Justin Matt Matt he continues to be he continues to be dominant. Like yep. I have loved what I've seen from him. And I'll tell you what, I loved his attitude when we talked to him last week. I love the way he's approaching the contract. I love the way that he's always trying to learn, whether it's from Justin Houston or guys like Kyle Van Noy. Like yep. he's an open book trying to get information. And I just think that like all of that has come together for him and he's having a monster season. He had the one sack, he would have had another, but golf spiked the ball right in front of him. He just he saw Matt Beast coming downhill <laughs> exactly. and was like, I'm not getting hit by him. He wanted no parts of that. Yeah, so I'm just getting rid of the ball. But like so yeah. he continues and like this is this is what we talked about on the podcast last week. Like if you could fluster Goff and get pressure in his face, particularly up the middle with Matt Abike, yep. then that would be difficult for them to get into a rhythm. And yep. and the Ravens brought pressure not just from the middle, Van Noy as you mentioned, Adafi Owe back in the mix this week and gets a sack. Adafi Owe had a great game. He had a really good game in his first game back from the ankle injury. Uh, again, Lake Van Noy. And, and you know, credit Dr. Rush. Dr. Rush kind of getting it done, Chuck Smith. And the array of moves, you, you're not just seeing, you know, he talked about before the season how each guy has to have a signature move. That's mm-hmm. what he really wanted to give each one. Well, I'm seeing multiple signatures here, right? We're getting some forgery going on here because we have <laughs> you didn't get that one at first. I was a little disappointed. Wait, <laughs> well, I, I wanted to give good. you. I wanted to give you. You laughed so hard at your own joke. You're, I wanted to jump in. I wanted to jump in and give you a little sympathy laugh. So <laughs> that was precious. Give me a, a chuckle. We got some sort some forgery going uh-huh. on. Um, so I thought Adafe, you know, winning with swim moves, winning with power, just a, a really strong game by him. And then same with Justin Matabike. His lateral quickness is hard to handle. It's quickness to power for him. And I, he's he's tough to handle. I also got to give a shout out to Mike McDonald. Some of the uh, the concepts that he continues to bring with this this defense. I mean, uh, on one play you have Travis Jones and Broderick Washington dropping into to zone coverage. Everyone knows that that Brody and Travis Jones are known for their ball oh, skills and their coverage skills. Lockdown coverage guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brody, on Brody, island. Brody was a corner in high school. Yeah, exactly. Put him on an island, and, and that frees up Arthur Mallette. Uh, you know, unblocked shot at the quarterback for a sack. Yeah, right. Another one. Michael Pierce drops into coverage, and now you're blitzing Marlon Humphrey and Brandon Stevens from opposite corners. Corners. Yeah, like, just the creativity that Mike McDonald continues to show, getting everybody involved in this pass rush is pretty cool. You know, last week we got an email. And as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And the question was basically about adding somebody at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I would, I'm not ruling that out at all. We've mm-hmm. seen that from Eric DaCosta. And the question was basically, would you add a pass rusher? That was an element of the question. Right. And 
and we, we debated that, kicked that around a little bit. And I understand why there's, I mean, you can't have enough of them, but I've, and maybe the Ravens end up adding a pass rusher. We'll see. But I've always kind of felt like the midseason acquisition at pass rusher is going to be the guys who are getting healthy. It's well, Owe and then hopefully a Jabo around the corner well, who's currently you, on IR. You had late additions, obviously Kyle Van Noy in season addition. You had Jadavion Clowney was a late addition, right? Like it wasn't at the deadline, but right. you had some late veteran additions to this pass rush that have really worked out. Yeah, but I just mean like like the question came in last week, like will right, they add right. a pass rusher now? I'm like the right. pass rusher that they're adding is Adafi Owe who's coming back and, and then he a makes a deal. big impact. And that's, I mean, this- a bi- that's a big deal. I mean, Adafi Owe played the most snaps of any outside linebacker. In Sunday's game for the Ravens. Yeah, and he was a force. Big deal. And he was yeah. a force. Yeah, so I, I really think he played really well week one against the Texans. Didn't get a sack that day, but m- a number of pressures. And then to come back, get the sack and force fumble, by the way, on that play. Uh, and he had another one that just on Justin Matabike's sack where o- Owe was up fraction of a second uh-huh. behind that one and he had he had Panay Sewell turned around yeah. I mean he had him spinning and so I thought it was it was a really strong game first game back for Adafi Owe and shows to your point like maybe they don't need to add a pass rusher at the deadline if they're going to add somebody at the deadline I think it's seeing what I'm seeing from the Ravens pass rush in recent weeks and Odafi Owe coming back, I think it's more likely a running back if they're going to make a move. Yeah, I mentioned the lounge at ravens.nfl.net, our email. This is a phone one we got from Sydney. Uh, Sydney wrote, it was my worst nightmare. I'm on call. I work as a nurse at <laughs> Children's Hospital in Delaware. The Ravens play at 1 o'clock. My phone goes off at 12.35. I was already anxious in that we were playing the big bad Lions, and I knew I was going to have a horrible day if we didn't play well, and I, and I had to be at work. I would kind of think that would be, it's like, you just missed the game. Just tune out. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> she said no. But thankfully, by the time I got to a patient, that 14 that 14-0 lead was alive and well and just kept getting better and better from there. So thank you, Ravens, for a lovely Sunday. And thank you to my coworkers that understand that Ravens audio was getting played from the nurse's station for three and a half hours. <laughs> so, uh, Sydney, we appreciate uh, you tuning into the game from the nurse's station and uh, being able to cheer on your Ravens from a distance. That's pretty great. All right, so we broke down the tape, and this is where we got to do our dog of the week. <laughs> the dog. I don't know who dog. you're going to pick. There's plenty of them. You know what? I'm going outside the box a little bit this week. We're giving the dog of the week to Todd Munkin. Mm. The dog up in the booth. Sometimes <laughs> the dog's chained up in the booth, but still calling the shots. Well, Barking from up top, baby. <laughs> dog of the week. He was, you see the, the video, you know, <laughs> someone went to give him the fist bump and he just was like, he was barking up there. Oh, full high five on the fist bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't care. Yeah, he did didn't not care. care. Yeah. I, lo- I love the Todd Munkin cam. Yeah. Give me some more Munkin cam. Oh, it was awesome. It, yeah. I, I, in all honesty, I was really happy for him. Love that he got the game ball. Love the way this offense looks. And uh, I just think he's been, he's been great. I've been, I've been thrilled with Munkin. I think yeah. he's a great guy, great coach. And so very fitting dog of the week. Yep. You talk about the, the post game locker room speech. You know, which sometimes we have to edit those. Do you think there's any editing of any language <laughs> with Munkin? With Munkin. Well, Ronnie Stanley, someone asked him, like, I heard he kind of said some colorful things in that press conference or in that in that uh, locker room speech. In that speech, and Ronnie was like, Yeah, he just likes to say the f word. So, <laughs> <laughs> pretty great. All right, so uh, we broke down the tape real quick here. You know, Lamar's back in the MVP conversation. Yeah. I think rightfully so, you know, after everything that we talked about would not surprise me. I mean, two is playing really good ball. 
Uh, there's Mahomes, obviously, is in the MVP Jalen conversation. Hurts. Jalen Hurts. But I, I think Lamar is going to be right up there at the end of the day when all is said and done. Yeah, this is like the week. And, and to be honest, you know, this is where the Ravens have to keep it rolling. Because yep. the, the crazy thing is, honestly, if you go back through the season and you look at the teams who have kind of been, call it anointed, mm-hmm. on a week-to-week basis... A lot of them have had letdowns. I mean, yep. the Lions were kind of that team coming into this yep. one. The Cowboys were that team at one point. The 49ers Dolphins were that team. The, just the lost Dolphins. The Eagles. But even, yeah, but that was a, that was a, they were playing one of the other best teams. The Dolphins yeah. also lost previously after putting up 50 points, you yep. know, and again, the 49ers lost to the Browns when they had Bills, a backup quarterback. Bills lost the, the Bills have been that The Bills have been that case, been, been that team. The Cowboys have been that team. So, like, <clears throat> Yep. All I'm saying is it's great right now, but the Ravens and and I honestly do like the the tone of this team that like they feel like look it was great it was fun it was a big win, but they are not celebrating and popping champagne like they know that there's a lot of work to be there, done. There's been a, it was definitely a muted celebration and a quick turning of the page. Yes, uh, because as good as that win was, if you drop one, you know the Lions had one win or one loss coming into this game. Well, the Cardinals have one win. Mm-hmm. But if you drop this one to the Cardinals, it totally wipes away all the good vibes that we're feeling in Baltimore right now. Yep. So, and that was I definitely think the tone, both post game and then again on Monday with John Harbaugh when he met with the media. Absolutely. So, thank you for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Make sure to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and check out Ravens Press Pass. Uh, we'll have the full players and coach head coach John Harbaugh and players on Wednesday. Like Garrett said, Kyle Van Noy expected to be our guest this week, so we're going to lock that in. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you later this week.